Coming up on 5-Minute News. Police murders continue even after Floyd verdict. Justice Department announces sweeping police probe. And Biden pushes for momentum as US returns to climate fight. It's Thursday, April 22. I'm Anthony Davis. Just as the guilty verdict was about to be read in the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, police in Ohio shot and killed a black teenager in broad daylight during a confrontation. The shooting of 16-year-old Makia Bryant, who was swinging a knife during a fight with another person in Columbus, is in some ways more representative of how black and other people of colour are killed during police encounters than the death of George Floyd, pinned to the ground by Chauvin and captured on video for the world to see. Unlike Chauvin's case, many killings by police involve a decision to shoot in a heated moment and are notoriously difficult to prosecute even when they spark grief and outrage. Juries have tended to give police officers the benefit of the doubt when they claim to have acted in a life-or-death situation. While Tuesday's conviction was hailed as a sign of progress in the fight for equal justice, it still leaves unanswered difficult questions about law enforcement's use of force and systemic racism in policing. The verdict in the Chauvin case might not be quickly repeated, even as the list of those killed at the hands of police grows. The day after Bryant was fatally shot, at least two other people were also killed by police in the United States. On Wednesday morning, an officer killed a man while executing a search warrant in eastern North Carolina. And in the San Diego suburb of Escondido, police said an officer fatally shot a man who was apparently striking cars with a metal pole. Activists say the fight for police reform and a more just legal system is far from over. White supremacists are hiding in law enforcement, hoping to make a kill, knowing that precedent suggests they are unlikely to be prosecuted. The Justice Department is opening a sweeping investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis after a former officer was convicted in the killing of George Floyd, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced on Wednesday. The Justice Department was already investigating whether Chauvin and the other officers involved in Floyd's death violated his civil rights. Yesterday's verdict in the state criminal trial does not address potentially systemic policing issues in Minneapolis, Garland said. The new investigation is known as a pattern or practice, examining whether there is a pattern or practice of unconstitutional or unlawful policing, and will be a more sweeping review of the entire police department. It may result in major changes to policing in the Minnesota city. It will examine the use of force by police officers, including force used during protests, and whether the department engages in discriminatory practices. It will also look into the department's handling of misconduct allegations and its treatment of people with behavioural health issues and will assess the department's current systems of accountability, Garland said. The Minneapolis Police Department is also being investigated by the Minnesota Department of Human Rights 
which is looking into the police department's policies and practices over the past decade to see if it engaged in systemic discriminatory practices. President Joe Biden is convening a coalition of the willing, the unwilling, the desperate for help and the avid for money for a global summit today aimed at rallying the world's worst polluters to move faster against climate change. The president's first task, convincing the world that the politically fractured United States isn't just willing when it comes to Biden's new ambitious emissions-cutting pledges, but also able. Success for Biden in the virtual summit of 40 leaders will be making his expected promises, halving coal and petroleum emissions at home and financing climate efforts abroad, believable enough to persuade other powers to make big changes of their own. For small countries already fighting for their survival, global climate progress noticeably slowed in the four years of President Donald Trump's withdrawal from the effort. Panama Foreign Minister Erica Moynes hoped the United States' high-profile return to international climate work would spur months of one-on-one -on -one worldwide deal-making leading up to November. That's when there will be United Nations talks in Glasgow, where about 200 governments will be asked to spell out what each is willing to do to keep the Earth from becoming a far hotter, more dangerous and less hospitable place. The summit will see Biden, who campaigned on promises for high employment, climate-saving technological transformation of the U.S. economy, pledge to half the amount of coal and petroleum pollution the U.S. is pumping out by 2030. That's compared to levels in 2005 and nearly double the voluntary target the U.S. set at the landmark 2015 Paris Climate Accord. The European Parliament confirmed on Wednesday that it will set a similarly ambitious target. The US is looking to other allies such as Japan and Canada to announce their own intensified climate efforts, hoping that will spur China and others to slow building of coal-fired power plants and otherwise chill their smokestacks. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.